welcome back to the Cosmic Crow. I am Kelly as usual, and I hope that you're smiling about something today. I read on this really adorable blog post that April 9th is National Chicken Little Awareness Day, <laughs> and uh, that to observe it, we should look up to the sky and make sure it isn't falling. <laughs> Uh, do you guys know the story of Chicken Little? I'm sure you do by now. But observing this day is uh, more specifically about looking around and being in complete awareness of your surroundings. There are many versions of this story. And it is said in the blog post that I was reading to go back about uh, 2,500 years. That is a super long time to be telling anyone's story. <laughs> But the story, depending on its various endings, has uh, different moral implications. And the one that sticks with me is from the original in which uh, Chicken Little continues to tell everyone that the sky is falling. And they are gathered into a fox den uh, to escape the danger, but they all end up getting eaten by the fox. Now, what in the world does this story have to do with this week's episode, Kelly? <laughs> what is this madness? What are you talking about, woman? <laughs> well, I had planned to talk about uh, metamagical thinking this week, but I couldn't get this idea out of my head and how it speaks to what we create when we only look for the worst things in life. But also, uh, it, it kind of reminds me of how we create situations or whatever and our connection to the consciousness around us that, that do not have mouth to speak, but only energy. And what I mean is this connection we have and the influence we have on our surroundings. So, since today is National Chicken Little Awareness Day, I decided to talk about our connections to the natural world and earth consciousness and um, some, some other interesting ideas. I want to observe this absurd holiday by not being chicken little or by learning from his mistakes and by forming a closer and deeper connection to our surroundings. And I also thought it was funny. <laughs> But many people are um, in, in this serious internal struggle and battle to stay positive, to love everyone, to live up to this sort of expectation of only light and positivity, you know. And this creates so much friction and chaos within that it begins to create chaos without as well. Earth Goddess Consciousness can create a closer connection uh, to what's happening and can uh, help with a lot of these problems and issues that we face throughout our lives. It's not this woo-woo concept uh, meant to just make us feel better or think differently though. This planet is uh, a larger living organism with or without human life. And uh, just like the human body, 
It has its own chakra centers and meridian channels that have been known throughout ancient indigenous cosmology. And we might have heard them call things like uh, dragon lines or ley lines. The earth has its own electromagnetic generation process just like we do and uh, like what I was talking about in last week's episode uh, of the the DNA energy devices and uh, electromagnetic generation and all of these systems are generated in the earth by Schumann resonances which are a set of spectrum peaks in the ELF portion of the earth's electromagnetic field spectrum uh, of course Science explains consciousness as a visible energetic field that governs the shaping of organisms. And morphogenesis is the word used to describe the consciousness of Earth. But a rose is a rose by any other name, right? <laughs> In this case, I can admit that scientific explanations do suck the essence out of these kinds of mind-blowing concepts uh, although I'd like to point out that science hasn't completely failed us in the discovery of quintessence as a whole uh, we just misunderstand that consciousness is the quintessence and consciousness is the spirit of intelligent expression and creation but more to the point that I was trying to make like the earth we have uh, separate living cells and organisms inside and outside of our body that help maintain our living conditions or help destroy them <laughs> and we are learning through conscious effort to have more control over them uh, well not just control but to work more harmoniously with them I would say through awareness and I guess we have to recognize that this planet has been at it for far longer than we have <laughs> the Gaia theory is a notion that we are all a part of this organism as a whole helping to maintain conditions for life or at least we were supposed to be <laughs> and in some ways uh, even goes as far as the idea that we were created by the earth I'm not suggesting everyone believe this theory it is just a theory and there are plenty of people who don't feel like this is where they come from uh, I'm simply saying that we are here and we are reflecting physically what surrounds us on a larger scale knowing this helps me to uh, look at the underlying connections we have to the natural world and beyond that are the spiritual connections of quintessence lots of people freak out about the idea of intelligent design and uh, they use it to claim the reality of God in whatever way they view God. Uh, people like to use the golden ratio as proof of their religion. And to me, it points more to the fact that the earth itself is a conscious being with the visible ability to shape organisms. 
or to create, okay? Uh, you know, I was going to make a short YouTube video about why animals are acting so strange, like in the past two years. Um, I've had a few people talk to me about it, and I've seen other people talking uh, about some of the things that have been happening to, the, to them. But I think I would just want to throw that right in here with Earth Consciousness because it feels very fitting. So we were all noticing these strange behaviors of animals. For me, it's been mostly birds in this area, but I, I see more birds uh, around my home too than I do other animals. Uh, maybe a rabbit here and there, a deer, you know. But um, there's also stories of deer, foxes, raccoons, and all kinds of wild animals that aren't usually happy about the presence of people. And these animals have started developing curiosities about us in some way, or they begin to act more often like what we are doing matters, where in the past they would just run or attack. Uh, and I know I saw a video of a crow trying to break up a cat fight. Uh, birds following people outside of their windows, just hopping from window to window to see uh, uh, to, to see what's happening inside. And that happens at my home too. That's most of what, what is happening here that I've noticed. My best friend was being stalked by a deer at her house, <laughs> you know, and even bugs, man. Bugs have never bothered me or, or anything like that. But now it's like their presence is so huge because they seem to have turned a sort of focus to me that wasn't there before you know my question is are they becoming more conscious of us or are they recognizing the change in our collective consciousness and are acting accordingly and I personally feel from what I get from them uh, is uh, the truth is the latter and I think there's been a, a huge rise in our own awareness because of the constant pushing of, of uh, plant-based and vegan lifestyles, you know, I'm not vegan, although uh, a vegan diet has been recommended to me by my doctor, <laughs> but I have always been very conscious about this sort of thing. I was vegetarian for a very long time, and uh, somewhere along the way, something went wrong, I don't know, <laughs> but aside from these battles of moral superiority, within or without or whatever uh, as a very sensitive medium I was always able to feel the energy and emotion of animals just like I do people and up until the last few years it was almost like uh, like they are aware of us but didn't hold much faith in our ability to be aware of them I, I don't I don't know it's just like that feeling you get when someone honestly believes that you are below them or that you don't care how they feel either way so you don't matter that much <laughs> you know you you know what I'm talking about uh like a doctor treating you like a number or something I don't know <laughs> and there's there's been a huge shift in their consciousness just as much as there has been in ours. So I feel those connections growing much, much stronger. The earth itself, I feel, has had a very different perspective 
on the many forms of lives upon it uh, than the animals themselves. But I have felt most of my life through uh, specific connections that the earth has fallen very sad because there is disconnection and because we've created societies in which it's nearly impossible to find that connection again or where we can't even remember that we needed one. The ideas that have come into everyone's view lately are those of the rising of consciousness and of five-dimensional earth. These ideas stem from something very factual, but I feel like they are taken to extremes where we can't see the facts anymore and just get lost in la-la land somewhere. The rising of consciousness is just that. And in terms of multidimensionality, each level of consciousness is a dimension of its own. Rising in consciousness eventually brings us to connect with and become as one in some way with nature. Is this idea confined to the connection that we experience during the ascension process where we unite with the divine consciousness? I don't think it is. And the fact that we are able to connect with that stream of consciousness, if only in that moment, uh, it reveals to us that it is in fact there, alive, and is always aware of us. Now, I called this episode Earth Goddess Consciousness simply because of my own attachment to the idea of an earth mother but it's not to say that you can't connect to uh, the masculine energies of the earth you know uh, you can call it whatever you want to Um, it's just my personal feeling that earth energies are very feminine in nature the earth has always been referred to as a she and so uh, it's comfortable to me I guess and I find that others also connect more easily with the earth as a feminine creative energy. Uh, Plants and animals, insects and other living organisms that, that manifest physically are intelligent and conscious beings with systems of their own and as a whole are all connected to the greater consciousness just like we are this expansion it it extends further than we can comprehend into space and the cosmos and is essentially a part of this greater whole that we experience after the temporary ego death during an ascension uh, process or the the albedo um, uh, whitening ascension Connecting to earth goddess consciousness can be done in the obvious ways by grounding, which uh, most people do by placing your bare feet in the dirt for an exchange of energy. But also, I feel like verbal communication and emotional expression are very important. Uh, We all know by now that talking to our plants in a loving way helps them grow. Okay, that's been proven. Uh, We know how uh, appreciative animals are when we treat them with love and respect. And these nurturing energies are a great way to connect to that earth consciousness. 
Uh, but Kelly, I don't have any plants or pets. What do I do? <laughs> uh, you know, I've got a lot of crazy looks for hugging trees. <laughs> but generally, being close to nature, feeling it on your skin, you know, leaning on a tree or sitting on the ground, touching a shrub and speaking to it isn't all that crazy. <laughs> and since tree hugging has recently been scientifically validated uh, as a, a way to relieve depression and uh, tension and, and good for your health overall, more of us will understand that being in physical contact with the natural world is very good for you. Uh, it's very good for your health and your emotional state. Not comfortable touching and talking to nature? <laughs> Go swim in a lake or a river. Have a bonfire. Blow some freaking bubbles for crap's sake. <laughs> These things can uh, get you closer to nature, but what we really are aiming for is physical contact with a living conscious being. So while you are doing anything that gets you close to nature, focus on connecting with what is in front of you. Uh, swimming, bonfires, and blowing bubbles are a good way to connect with the elements of water, fire, and air, which have their own consciousness as well, and are also a part of the greater whole. A lot of us can connect to Earth Goddess Consciousness by creating connections with traditional Earth Goddess archetypes and fertility deities. Uh, you can do this by choosing an Earth deity you feel that you will be able to understand and connect with, and then create a shrine or altar to that energy. Uh, some Earth Goddesses are uh, Gaia, Demeter, Persephone, Ceres, Cybele, um, Terra, Ki, Rhea, and Pachamama. There are others too, of course, and what you can do is research them and see which one of which one of those uh, resonate with you and uh, and that you feel you can connect with easily. You can learn about them as an actual spirit and include things on your shrine that they enjoy or are associated with. And uh, the, the earth is an actual conscious being, so it, it isn't far-fetched to create a bond with her in that way. Um, what do I do? Well, I like to meditate outside when I'm able to. And uh, the yard around our home is aligned all the way around with Viburnum, which is uh, commonly known down here in Louisiana as Devil Shoestring. And um, other various kinds of bushes and trees. And we don't even need a fence, right? <laughs> but uh, I, I like to walk around and randomly touch the plants. That are here and talk to them i talk to the trees and sometimes yes i even hug them <laughs> i hug my trees okay <laughs> um i'm not gonna lie i don't do much of that when it's cold but even when i can't or don't feel like talking i like to have uh sort of like a telepathic conversation with emotional energy 
And uh, learning how to do this also helps you learn how to interpret the energy you get back from the earth. But Kelly, what am I going to tell the plants? I don't know how to talk to a tree. <laughs> well, um, my first response to this question is what not to say. I like to think of this connection in the same way I do with the one I have with my best friends, you know, but what we don't want to do is uh, dump a giant black cloud of doom into anyone or anything. You know, I know that many of our relationships would require at some point a mutual outlet or venting, and that's perfectly normal and therapeutic. But when toxicity becomes the only energy we pour out, it will also be the only energy we get back. Uh, the thing about connecting with the earth for healing in general is that oftentimes we don't just give the earth all the yucky feelings so that we feel better. Uh, I hear that all the time from people attempting to explain grounding as a healing technique or trying to explain how to heal yourself by letting uh, the earth take away from the body and the energetic body what is wrong. Consider the earth the greatest master alchemist in this physical existence right now. But this isn't the only transfer that occurs. We also have to share those emotions of relief, gratitude, and peace with her as well. Or, or else we become nothing but a cancer constantly pouring our darkness into her. And these connections need to be maintained past what ails you and through the peace of its relief. And even further into times when you need nothing at all. So, uh, what do you tell a tree? I tell trees, thank you for all the air <laughs> and the shade, you know. I tell them the good things that have happened to me lately. And I share more than just my troubles with them, you know. These connections have long been one-sided where all we want is our own healing. And uh, we want to feel better. But that's not a relationship, you know. That's me taking whatever I need whenever I feel like it. I might as well walk into your bedroom and take your favorite pillow or something and then just walk back out and I, I won't be back until I want something else from you. You know, it's the toxic relationship we are all running away from in our personal lives and it's something that we should be able to recognize of ourselves in situations like the spiritual and conscious connections that we make with the natural world. You know, I was talking to a close friend of mine a few days ago about uh, the subject of eating plants, uh, vegan diets and such, and we were talking about these studies being done to indicate whether or not plant life has intelligence or consciousness, uh, it's been proven time and time again that indeed they do. One study suggests that a cabbage can tell the difference between a person who enters the room with a knife and a person who enters empty-handed. Uh, I've tried to find as much reference material on this study as I can, but I can't find very much. Um, 
but I'm, I'm, I'm finding work by several other people, one of which is an author named Michael Pollan, who works within a field called um, plant neurobiology. And he talks about studies that show plants secrete defensive chemicals while being played the sound of a caterpillar chomping down on some leaves. <laughs> Even though the plant it isn't being threatened, it still becomes defensive at the sound. I've learned that Michael Pollan continues to work with scientists and biologists whose papers are getting rejected, not for a lack of factual information, but because the information simply won't be accepted by the scientific community. So my point was that I was talking to my friend about all this stuff and also about the vegan diet and how it's pushed because of its moral superiority in some cases, you know, but what would happen if we realized that plants were also intelligent, <laughs> that they learn, they, ha they have memories and uh, emotional responses. And, you know, we have some wild stuff to ponder, <laughs> But I'm, I'm bringing this up because I personally get from them that they understand what's happening, but we are the ones that don't. It's kind of like um, I grow kale in my yard, right? I love kale. <laughs> and uh, you wouldn't believe the difference in the taste from store-bought kale. Oh my God, it's just, it's awesome. But I know that I'm growing it because I want to eat it. And the kale knows that too. Like the kale is not ignorant to its purpose and it's not even upset about it. But I still talk to it and show appreciation for it. You know, I think it's too easy for people in general to just assume they are at the top of the food chain. Uh, but what the kale also knows is that we feed the earth when our time is up. I haven't had this feeling uh, from very many animals, you know, especially those who are used to the presence of people. And I think maybe because like us, they have a further separation from the ground and aren't directly attached to it. But that's not to say that no animals uh, at all will understand this. The, the circle of life is a real thing, guys. <laughs> and for the most part, the earth is content to provide us what we need. She nurtures like a mother, giving what is needed the most for, for the greater good. What changes is our attitude toward that nurturing. Are we spoiled brats who deserve to take whatever we want? Or are we grateful? And I think this is one of the biggest reasons also to grow your own food. I know that's difficult for a lot of people, but it's worth trying, even if you just have a few pots in the window, you know? My mom and I are still trying to build something uh, out here in Louisiana woods. <laughs> and I, I mean, it's a lot of work and, and things get in the way, but it doesn't stop us from, from trying, you know? We haven't done such a great job this year, but it's it's important to try, to keep trying and to figure out a way to make it work, you know. But what I was getting at originally was how you grow 
and uh, tend to what you're growing. You know, these extensions of the earth have consciousness. They know their purpose. And I feel like it's my job to nurture with appreciation, even if it's just a silent telepathic transmission of thank you, you know. It has been proven that plants enjoy music and they like it when you talk to them. You know what else? What if I went outside and cussed at my kale and told it terrible things? I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but I wonder if when I eat the kale, I might be eating its spite. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't want to find out. <laughs> anyway, I'm trying hard to get away from uh, dead foods that have no life in them because dead food doesn't really feed us. Uh, dead food just fills a hole, you know. But I'm, I'm not that great at growing things. <laughs> and I'm learning, you know. I'm still learning. <laughs> But uh, I, I, I think I've gotten pretty far away from Chicken Little Awareness Day in this discussion. And, you know, I just, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was cute. I didn't really expect to find uh, that information that I found about today. And I just, I thought uh, how great it would be if we could... Uh, make some conscious effort to be more aware uh, because what we put out uh, in our surroundings is uh, what we will find you know we put it out there and that's what we find so let's maybe try not to be chicken little and uh, see the worst in our surroundings and uh, it, it might be it might be a little easier to find something more pleasant than than doom. You know, <laughs> I really, really do not like apocalyptic um, views of the world. You know, mo so many people believe in this apocalyptic view and have no idea that they are sending that out into their surroundings. I mean, if the world is full of people who manifest their reality, then what could we really say is wrong with our planet? You know? And a good way to, to heal that or begin to heal that is to put something better into our surroundings than this view of everything falling apart. <laughs> you know, I'm sure that's easier for me to say than it is for some people to hear, but um, Earth Goddess Consciousness is a good place to start, okay? I do hope that this has been entertaining at the least for you and that maybe it gave you something to think about. There's a lot of ways to get in touch with the earth and to begin to communicate with her in a loving way and to exchange energy with her in healthy ways. I think it's important uh, to learn how to connect with that stream of consciousness and to find a deeper connection with that part of yourself as well. I'm just about out of time. Thanks so much for all your support, guys. 
it really, really means a lot to me. I hope you all stay blessed and empowered. And I'm going to catch you next week on the Cosmic Crow.